I'm casual at best. You're casual, casual at best. So I, I don't want to say we. Filthy casual. Disgusting. You disgust me. And welcome back to another episode of the Refactor Podcast, the show where we try and help ourselves and you suck a little less each day. My name is Frank Cole. And my name is Chris Tonkinson. And this is episode 56, recorded on February 1st, 2022. So I want to talk about the thing that everybody's talking about for all the wrong reasons right now. Can you guess? Is it Activision? No, it's not Activision. Oh, no? okay. crap. Oh, God. We might need to take a sidebar. <laughs> we, we may, okay, that might we be made it like 12 we made it like 17 words in that, that time. Yeah, seven, maybe. Good for us. That was that was some pro pogger gaming right there to bring that one right into that. Um, Achievement unlocked. <laughs> um, yeah, the Activision Blizzard news is neat. Did you hear how they um, apparently um, the feds are investigating them for potential um, um, no. monopolistic practices? No, antitrust? Antitrust, yeah, I, I, I did not no. see. Uh, I haven't read an article. I mean, I would I just imagine a headline in a feed. Yeah, so. I would imagine M and A like that would garner, like they would need to secure approval from really? the regulators for that. You think but, so? Oh, yeah, I, from for gaming, I, I don't, I don't, I because, don't see it because because Activ- because Activision is what it is, and Xbox is what it is, and you can say, <laughs> oh, they're separate divisions, but like. I would imagine a deal. I mean, it's seventy billion dollars. It's a like, big that's deal. That's going to draw it's certainly some, a big deal. And I, <laughs> I guarantee you that the actual number came out. I don't know, a couple hundred million under that. And everybody involved said, "This is a mer- This is M and A in the in the gaming sector. It will not sell for sixty nine million. <laughs> I guarantee you, they said the number cannot be sixty nine. <laughs> <laughs> all the all the meme comments and, and nice. activision yeah. nice and, nice nice and and and, and activision and went activision went well i guess you're gonna have to go up a billion <laughs> hashtag deal with it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i uh, i did not see the I, I did not see any antitrust coming into this because i i i i mean maybe i'm a fool but i i, I kind of look at that ecosystem as kind of Wild West open territory. I mean, it's not a, it's, it's not a utility. It's not a, you know, it's, it's not something that is, you know, substantively important for day to day life. I mean, if games disappeared tomorrow, I would be upset as an individual, but I would also be totally fine. You know? So yeah, a lot of people mistake that though. It might, yeah. My understanding of my understanding of the main thrust of antitrust regulation over time has not been necessarily what you would think, which is, do we have a market participant that controls more than they should? The, the focus has instead been, is a market participant using their weight to bilk the consumer? So, so it's, it's, it, uh, at least the modern regulation has more been focused on making sure um, basically consumer price protection more than do you in fact have a monopoly? Because I don't, I, it's, it's fairly plain, plain to see. I mean, any, any interested observer can tell that like they don't care about, <laughs> about monopolies. I mean, look at, uh, 
Oh my gosh, well, pick up. They, look they at don't look care at the local about, cable markets. For right, example, they don't care right? about. I mean, the right you don't monopolies. have to look. The ones that are that are the ones that they've already gotten into bed with. Those are fine. You know, those are magically fine. But the ones that yeah, that don't yeah. have the backroom deals, those are the ones that that get into trouble. Yeah, which is part. Of I mean, reason. vertical, horizontal, vertical integration. I mean, monopolies are everywhere, and they don't seem to care. But they do do things when it's like, oh, consumer choice or cost is being well, that's what they impacted. But see, that's what they purport, and I, I don't allegedly, know. allegedly. Look, I'm just yeah, allegedly. <laughs> I don't. Um, I'm not a big believer in in anti. Do you have an ostrich sound on your board? No, I, I guess I could, no. like the sound of what someone burying their head in this hand in the sand. Like what? What do you just, mean? Just like an actual any ostrich? kind of ostrich sound? No, would I do, do not. That's yeah. very random. Allegedly, why would, I, why would I have an ostrich sound with allegedly? As, and what? I, I, you, so so you're not you're Am not a, being a fan an old of man? Letter Kenny then? Oh no no a, it's a. It's a letter yeah. K. Oh, oh, I yeah, actually letter so, anything. So I started it and then I have not. Um, I, I need to get back into it. I got about halfway through season one. It's really fun. Mm -hmm. Like it's really funny stuff, yeah. but I, I it's it's hard for any show to hold my attention anyway. Um, so I, I'm generally not a big believer in monopolistic anti-monopolistic practices just because the market is really good at correcting this stuff generally. I mean, yeah, you have outliers and things like that, but you know, it's like Amazon. Okay. Amazon love is, is a big punching bag these days. Um, yeah. You know, everyone loves to hate on Amazon. Well, Amazon is Amazon because they're really freaking good at what they do. You know, it's, it, mm -hmm. it, they are, it is a well-run successful company doing great stuff. And they got there by being a well-run company, delivering something that people want, that people like. And so there, there's no, there is really no market hold there. If they start to suck, somebody else is going to fill that void and very easily talk about how they're going to fill that void. Like I give you a perfect, a perfect game example. It came up, it came across uh, my radar with this Activision Blizzard uh, purchase. Um, Activision Blizzard King is actually the, the full title. Um, do you remember the, um, the, when the Xbox, I think it was the three Xbox one, the original Xbox one. Now they've got the one X and S and all this stuff. The first Xbox one, they tried to do what they tried and failed to do what they have done successfully since, which is turn the, turn the gaming console into a platform delivery system. Mm -hmm. um, and they did this, it, they just, they were just awful in their implementation. They basically, you bought a hard, if you bought a hard disc game, it would like lock that game to your console so that you could not loan the game to a friend. You couldn't sell it. I did it. not know that was yeah, Oh on. yeah. Oh, this was the, oh, they, <laughs> so they were trying to, they were trying to do what they've done with the with the Xbox Live service, where now they've got this subscription-based system, but they went about it in a very bass-ackwards way. And so they were doing things like that, which led to one of the most epic troll commercials of all time, where after this news broke and it was all over the net and people were complaining, you mean I buy a game? It's a disc. I can't give it to my friend. I can't take it to my friend's house and play it over there. So PlayStation had a commercial where they said, it's just super simple blocky, how to share games on a PlayStation 3. 
All right, so I was just showing my age here. It was the PS4, not the PS3. And this would have been circa 2013 when Microsoft unveiled the Xbox One. At the time, they uh, decided to make the Kinect camera required and they were basically eliminating used games. You had to connect to the internet. They made some really, really bad marketing decisions and Sony came out and just trounced them with some really epic trolling marketing. The videos in the show notes, I highly recommend you checking out. It's really fun watching. Also, I'm getting over a head cold uh, when we were recording this, and uh, I start to lose my voice a little bit as the episode goes on. So I apologize in advance for sounding a little scratchy there. And it's the CEO and his COO, and one of them goes, here, and he just hands him the game. <laughs> the other one says, thank you. And then they both look really smug at the camera. It was the best troll. Ever. Epic. It was an epic, epic, epic commercial. Um, so they, you know, like this is a perfect example. Like Xbox One sucked. And guess what? They got their butts handed to them in the market. There are other devices, there are other platforms. Game this is what I mean. Like gaming, there, there's there's so many outlets. Like there is no single point of failure here. You've got you've got desktop, you've got multiple consoles, multiple providers. This is just one, this is a, albeit a big game shop, but it's still just one game shop. So I don't see, it's not a concern to me because, you know, the newest, hottest stuff tends to come out of places that you least expect that, you know, like Blizzard was, the joke in the Blizzard community is, oh, Blizzard's a small indie company. They can't afford such and such, usually when their servers die and you know, that kind of thing. Right, yeah. Um, they can't afford more RAM. But at one point they were, they were a small indie company and they had a couple hits and they got more successful, a couple more hits, more successful. That's how this works. You're only as good as your next game anyway. So I, I, I think that this is much to do about nothing. I, I'm, I wouldn't sweat this and I think they should just let it go through and yeah, good luck. Good luck to them. But I will caveat, I might be biased because as we have discussed, I am a World of Warcraft player, which is in Blizzard. It's in Blizzard's house. And honestly, they've kind of sucked at it for the last five or six years. And I wouldn't mind some fresh oversight to come in and tell these numbskulls how to actually run a decent game. So now you, you may actually be able to get Cortana as a mount in your next uh, in your next release. So that would be cool. <laughs> that's a little that's a little racy for you. Cortana as a mount. That's a, that's a little. Uh, yeah, you would. You probably would have been more G-rated if you had said the warthog, you know. But you know what? Nah. I'll go with it. Nah. I'll go with it. Sure, it'll have like a giant flying have, Cortana. Sure. A, well, okay, okay, but let's. Okay, so one of the dropships. Ooh, you could okay. get dropship as like a flying mount. What do they call mm. the pelican? Right, the pelican. So you can get a pelican as a flying mount, and then you know when you're at the beach and those little uh, prop planes go by with the right. banner flying mm -hmm. behind them, you just see like Windows advertisements. <laughs> I would take a ghost. A ghost would be a lot of fun. That would be cool. Oh yeah, that, the ghosts are yeah. really neat. That'd be fun. So anyway, um, no, I don't know. You're, it's a little too uh, your analysis. It's it's a little too trust the free market for me. I don't. I, you know, oh, it's just one. It's a big shop. It is that a is, big shop. It's just one shop, but it's yeah, you're talking a big shop. Yeah, and and regulators right now are interested in gaming. Look at what's happening or, or happened with with Apple. Look at Google. I mean, it's a, it's a topic because there's a lot of money involved, and 
there's what a lot happened? of money involved, which means there's going to be a lot of uh, uh, lobbying involved, which means there's going to be regulation involved. Um, and so I don't I, I think where practically speaking, you're right. First of all, somebody screws up a gaming platform. Gamers will unite in revolution and we, they're we done, are right. We they're are just, a we are a, a, a salty bunch. We are definitely. I can't, I can't say bunch. we like I'm. I'm casual at best. You're casual, casual at best. So I, I don't want to say we. Filthy casual, disgusting. Yeah, I disgusting. I don't want to say we, but you know, I have I have gamed. I do game sometimes. I'm going to say. Hello, we. fellow gamers. I do Hello, like to play gamers. the games. <laughs> I'm games. something of a gamer myself. <laughs> um, but like, there will be united revolution if somebody comes in and really and really botches an operation. People are going to leave. They're just going to stop. They'll just, they'll just stop and leave. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. you know. And if that means a different platform, a different physical concept, that's fine. But there is also the economic, like the other side of reality, because two things can be true at once. Where you have somebody come in, potential. I mean, obviously, obviously, the regulators see some kind of potential here, or they wouldn't be investigating at all. Um, it might just be the price tag. They may have an internal barometer yeah, that maybe. says, look, any any MA over fifteen billion dollars we investigate because reasons. And and that's it may it might just be that simple. I may be overthinking it. Um, but you have somebody come in. What if they do tank the platform? Why are they doing that? Who's losing? Is there like is there like net economic loss in a way that is unfair in the market, which, you know, Looking at what the stock market's done over the last two years and saying the words fair and market in the same sentence is a little bit of its own joke. But, um, <laughs> you know, I just, I, I, I get what you're saying. Practically speaking, I think the risk to gamers is reasonably low. Low. Because yeah, exactly. That's, that's what I think. But it's it's interesting. It was it was big, interesting news. And it's the first time, you know, I'm, I'm most of a PC master race player. And um, yeah. I, 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 haven't, I haven't really followed the Xbox, because honestly, anything that ends up on Xbox is on the Microsoft platform is available on PC. So I never needed to really think about the Xbox because I'll just play it on my PC that I custom built and does exactly what I want to do. Um, but this, so this is the first time I ever really looked at the Xbox Live service, and I didn't really appreciate just how big it had gotten. It was no longer just, you know, a handful of boutique, small mm-hmm. indie games like there are triple a titles available day one on their subscription service. And that's why they're buying Activision because it gives them the ability to do everything that Activision does on their Xbox live subscription service day one. So all the call of duties day one on Xbox. Um, And I think that's where I think the monopolistic stuff came in because a number of these, a lot of their titles are multi-platform and if it's bought by Microsoft, there's at least a there there is a possibility. At least they've said they've promised they're going to work together. Blah blah blah. It sounds like lots of glad handing BS before they pull the rug out. But um, there there's a possibility that you know Call of Duty becomes an Xbox Microsoft exclusive, and you know that sort of thing. Right. And that's the kind of I think that's where I think the monopolistic stuff comes into it a little bit. But even that, I eh, I have a hard time arguing about that because, okay, well, how come you're not investigating Nintendo who's been doing how many different franchises of their own <laughs> on their own stuff yeah. forever? Oh my God. Why can't I play Mario on my Xbox? What is this? Ah, oh, government come in and save me. You know? Eh, right. Right. Eh. That's my, yeah. 
That's my shtick. I don't, but, I don't know. As like e- even just as a casual, like I don't, I don't have a lot of heartburn about it. It doesn't seem like it's going to be the end of the world. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not sweating it either way. I'm so Activision, that was Activision not was not the thing that's not in the, the news for the wrong reasons. I mean, well, I mean they are, and it is, but that's well, not what I was. That's not what I was bringing up. That was not the thing that I was right. bringing up. No, the thing that I was bringing up was NFTs, and I know that you are at least going to be fairly well versed in the concept of NFTs I read- at this point. In fact, somebody somebody that I associate with, I wouldn't say trust or even like, or even, but yeah. somebody I met a couple of times wrote an article, penned an article, I think uh, late last week on this that I read, and um, I was I was like, I'm going to have, we're going to fight about this. I think you can go ahead and play the bell because Uh-oh. I think uh, I think we're going to wind up fist virtual fisticuffs over uh, here. Oh, so so wait a minute. So this yeah. you're talking about my article. Oh, it's me that you're referring to. Oh, I had it's, no idea. Yes. That's, that's, yes. I, I did not realize. It's you yeah. that I neither trust nor like. Yeah, why is that such a surprise, as, this is, jagass? This is, this is news to me. <laughs> so they are they are all over the place right now in the news. I read an article yesterday yeah. that actually was a, it was a listicle of NFT scams that have happened all in the last- Oh, yeah, sure. In the last like three months. 12 ins- minutes. Yeah, exactly. It's insane. <laughs> And I look at this stuff yeah. and I go, yeah, this is obviously crap. Why are you spending your money here? You are literally giving your money away. This is garbage. And and people who fall for this kind of, it blows my mind because you're so not getting a thing at all. No. And I, my, my take, so I, I, I. Uh, would would you like to present your your argument? I don't, you know, you, before we get into it, okay, I think all right. It's I will give the, to, I'm not going to recap. I'm not going to recap yeah. the article. I, I wanted to talk more about the concept. No, please, the scams, please but- read it. Please read it word <laughs> for word in like as monotone as you can. That would be great listening. I think <laughs> the the short TLDR NFTs as you see them in the market right now, complete scam. It's all crap. You're not actually getting anything for your money. Save your money. The underpinning technology of having a a a a certificate of authenticity almost that is um that is verifiable to any and all parties and uh is traceable and trackable over its lifespan that is a unique functionality that we have not had in the market before which could have applications moving forward i gave the example of an author who um distributes a book and when that book is you know Authors typically they, they get the you know first party sales. That's what they get. So when it goes from their publisher out, they get a cut of that. That's the end of it. But there's a huge secondary market of used books. NFTs would give them the ability to grab a piece of the secondary sales. Now there is some, you know, should they or shouldn't they? Which I deliberately sidestepped. But if you want to talk about that today, I'm all about it. Um, but it does present new a, a a a perfectly valid legitimate new market opportunity in terms of a uh, as a tool as a utility now what we're using it for right now it, f- stupid gifts and things like that that's that's ridiculous pap and you should save your money that's crap but the tech could go somewhere that's the basic gist and so what do you think okay so that's so that's your thesis that's my thesis i think roughly. i think you missed I think you missed, if I'm being, can I, do I have your permission to be a little critical of Go your, for of it. your, uh, okay. Come on. Yeah. Absolutely. I think, I think, uh, I think you missed an opportunity. I think you spent too much time pointing out how NFTs of 
you know, 16-bit art are vapor crap. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're the beanie, they're digital beanie babies. Um, and I think you didn't spend Less nearly enough time babies. unpacking. No, no, they're beanie babies. No, they're, but they're, not, they're worthless. But a beanie the baby, the I actually had a thing. Like I had a thing in my hand with the with the NFT. You had, don't even have that. You have you have uh, nothing. Okay, literally, nothing. it's I mean, even less than a beanie baby. Yeah. Oh well. Physical to digital analogy. Like if you if you grade on a curve for the fact that it is a digital thing, and so you're obviously not going to have a physical thing. That's a little specious, but. Okay. Uh, let, let's right. just say, let's just say for the sake of argument, I'm, I'm, I'm what should I, what that, should uh, I have spent more time on? What should I have spent more time on? <clears throat> so I think, I think there was too much time saying this is digital beanie babies and not enough time exploring what the technology you keep saying could or can absolutely will silently transform entire industries within the next 10 or 15 years. So this is absolutely a NFTs. NFTs will be integrated into the very fabric of multiple, multiple industries over the coming years. Everything for the last five years, marketing speak, boardrooms get hard-ons when you say we have something, something, something blockchain, right? Insert blockchain, collect Maserati, right? It's, that's our, that's it's our- not actually blockchain, right? And because, <clears throat> okay, so PepsiCo says that they're revolutionizing their digital ad uh, channels with blockchain. It's a bunch of cra- it's marketing bullcrap, right? Okay. Marketing bullcrap about marketing technology from the marketing team. So th- there's nothing trust, like that's less trustworthy story than whatever you're writing on your blog, right? Like I'm not, I'm not bought into this at all. Okay. Um, but the, when you, when you look at NFTs, so one of the things we're talking about Activision and Microsoft. Yeah. You're talking about using an author Okay, let's talk about the game market. Okay, mm. so if you're if you're licensed, if we're talking about a digital only world where you know, nobody buys physical games anymore, right? Which is bullcrap because I know a lot of people, myself included, that will go in the meat space to a store to buy a game in a box because I don't feel like waiting two hours for it to download and then update. I just want to put the game in and play it. Like we that's value. That's worth the 70 bucks or whatever it is. I, in am, the not, car I am nodding my head and the market would tend to agree. Yeah. The latest consoles have a digital only version and a disc based version. The disc based version and it's like is like 60, 40 or something is more expensive because you yeah. get that additional ability to mm-hmm. purchase the game, secondary markets and things like that. Good. Yeah. No. And I think, and I think the consoles are selling more. I think it's like, I, I saw somewhere I could be wrong on this. Uh, uh, if I'm wrong, I'll put an article in the, the notes with a correct numbers, but I think I saw something that said even the 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 console and game sales lean like sixty forty physical still. Um, oh, I haven't looked at that number. And I, Interesting. I could be that could be totally bunk, and I'll I'll correct it in the notes. But um, that's my understanding. Anyway, you you look at the game market and say, okay, you go to a digital only mode. Now you have your license to run the game. the The game itself is just bits. It's just a copy. There's nothing. It's not actually anything software to download. Yeah. What you're paying for is a license to run it. Okay, so if your license is provisioned as an NFT, now all of a sudden, with a trusted platform module on the on the device, on the console, the PS6 or the, the Xbox uh, 720 or whatever the next gen of consoles is, right? Uh, be the, for the record, y- but just a FYI, Xbox 720 would be the most sane name that Microsoft has ever come up with any of their consoles. Ever. So just ever. FYI. Yeah. Like, 
PSA, Microsoft, stop doing one. Get get rid of one and one S I and X. I don't. Like, what the hell are you doing? I'm sorry. Nah, it's, rant, it's rant over. It's rant over. Yeah. Um, so all of a sudden, your your license to play the game is an NFT. And and you you correctly pointed out, oh, well, authors, should they or shouldn't? I think they should, right? What's going to happen? You're going to get the game. You're going to download the game. Your license is going to be an NFT, and that's going to be a tradable asset on whatever, you know, we're just going to let's skip the, the, the baby steps here. Let's say that's just a tradable asset on any layer two marketplace. Uh, let's say it's an Ethereum layer two like Loopring, okay? That's a tradable asset. And so I could trade you my license to play Call of Duty, whatever, you know, Microsoft's Call of Duty is, right, uh, for some flaming broadsword of glory in WoW. Because, because DLC would also be an NFT. Now you start to merge the two ideas where the, where the, you know, the bored ape NFTs are actually worthless. Okay. The flaming broadsword of gory, whatever I called it is basically the same thing, except it actually has utility because that's DLC in your game. Right now, all of a sudden there is a market for all of these NFTs. So we're talking about DLC skins and drops. We're talking about licenses to play games themselves, expansion packs, all of that. All of that's NFTs, and it can all be intertraded in a liquid fashion on the open market. And what's more, because these uh, these chains, and it looks like it's going to be an Ethereum LT, uh, L2, very potentially um, loopering if you look at the, the GameStop hype, what's going to happen is that is a standard that exists above and beyond or i should say below and whatever you know aside from any particular publisher any particular retailer any particular console manufacturer and so now all of a sudden it gets really funky because i can put dollars in on my x bone and get an nft traded from somebody else's place i mean it really does open up a market, a liquid market that unifies across across publishers, across retailers, across everything. And why would anybody do this? Why would, okay, the publishers have so much control, the retailers have, so, or the, the, the big retailers have so much control. Why would anybody actually do this? It's exactly because you can embed into the contracts for these NFTs that on every transaction, the original marketplace where where it was minted, the author, the IP owner, whoever you want, gets a percent or 10 or whatever the number is on the long tail. So every time that copy is traded, a certain percentage of the proceeds go back to the people who, you know, who who are written into the contract. And so there's there's actually incentive for these companies to get in and there's incentive for them to mint all of their stuff on the blockchain with nfts because they can write themselves into the contract for that secondary market which is something that so far like you know okay so so activision's pissed off because uh you know gamestop sells diablo and then goes and buys it back from somebody and sells it again and activision doesn't get any money for that right activision owns diablo right activision owns blizzard blizzard think, runs okay. diablo yes blizzard, right. right okay i got yes i got you it were right. there you got um, it right good job well, we can cut out the part where I second guess myself and oh. I can just sound oh. knowledgeable. Oh. That'd yeah. be great. Yeah, absolutely. Totally not. Yeah, cut yeah. That yeah. Out. He's, he's <laughs> no, he's going to screw me. Um, so, so now what we say is, okay, well, you know, Diablo's publishing their game licenses and all of the DLC in it on the NFT blockchain. GameStop comes along with a, with a, a loop ring L2 marketplace. And now, and now uh, uh, Blizzard Activision are Microsoft 
is going to make money when those things are traded and it's facilitating easier trades of these digital goods because that's the real consumer problem. That's one of the reasons I won't buy a Kindle is because I like to have an actual book that I know is going to be on my shelf. There have been cases where Amazon's pulled books. We talked about this yep. a few weeks ago. Yeah, we did. This, you, you, get the digi- you get the benefits of digital without the current downsides, which is the lock-in and the, and the illiquidity of those things, the ability to extract money back out of them later uh, that we lost when we went from physical to digital gaming systems. And now all of a sudden the publishers have an incentive to take part in this ecosystem. I mean, it is a revolutionary win, 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 win. I had to count uh, for all parties involved and everybody's incentivized to do it. It's, it's literally incentivizing all parties to participate in a fair and transparent way. And then again, now it may be a little pie in the sky to suggest that uh, everybody's going to pick the same L2 and, and interoperate. That would, of course, be the, the, the uh, you know, the, the preference that would, that of course, be, be globally optimal, but. You know, you're probably going to have different marketplaces. Okay, so let me- Anyway, this is a, that's a whole big thing. I'm going to stop there because there's actually more to that. <laughs> I'm sure there is. I, I, so I want to address, you know, the, the glaring one that, the glaring concern I see with this approach. Like this, this like I, I, I see it. I didn't talk about this in the article because um, it was more a warning that, hey, what you're seeing is in fact crap. Your eyes do not deceive you. But don't write off NFTs as a yeah. concept. That was kind of the that was the the push. Um, I'm not sure if I'm no, all, and, I'm, and I'm simply exploring. You're, you're like, going even I'm, further. I'm I'm spending yeah. the time on this is where they are going to matter, right? And and it, and the gaming is just one small example. And you're very yeah, and you're very confident, and I am less so. So let me let me ask you something. So you've got GameStop, as I know, they're doing their NFT thing. Um, mm-hmm. Was it Ubisoft? Some uh, there's a, I, I can think of Ubisoft and one other game developer, and I can't remember who it is, announced NFT platforms. It might have been um, Square Enix. Um, talk about NFT platforms for their games. Okay. So that mm-hmm. would seem to go in the direction that you're talking about. But question, ha, there, there's nothing stopping these people from doing what they've always done, which is basically it's still just a marketplace for their stuff on for their games on their platforms. They don't have to interoperate. And so, you know, it's kind of like streaming, you know, like streaming has basically become, you know, the new premium channel expenditure. You know, I don't buy right, Cinemax. Right. I don't buy HBO. I buy HBO now. I buy um, Hulu. I buy Netflix. And I still end up, you know, so I've mm-hmm. got all these options, but I'm paying Fraction. this pre- fractional premium yeah. a la carte kind of thing. Yeah. It would be great if they all kind of just got together and put all their crap in one bucket and then, you know, I would have to pay one time and get everything and, but that's not going to happen. You know, so I don't, I don't see this grand scheme. I can see the, the, the trail of the current of the, of the uh, commerce that you're describing. I can see, uh, I can see it to the level of, uh, of a single game where you have producers who build custom things for a game that then gets sold. Um, Actually, here interesting point. I don't want you to to miss this, especially for listeners. Um, Steam was actually um, early mover on this stuff before we had blockchain, before NFTs. Uh, Valve, excuse me, the company's name is Valve. They built the Steam platform, and what they did—it's apples to oranges. It is apples to oranges, but conceptually, they were there ten plus years ago before any of this even happened. Because 
You had the Steam platform. They had uh, Counter-Strike and Team Fortress. And they built a marketplace where um, individuals could build and design things for the game and then sell them right. on an open marketplace. Steam, Valve got a commission and the the developer, the designer got a commission as well. It yeah. is, but, but it's and that isolated. Is, and that is one isolated, closed, lockdown ecosystem right. so that how, one entity controls exclusively. Right, but what is going to stop, and see, my pushback to you, and this is where I think, you know, I, I, the real argument is, I, I posit that, you know, it would be great if I could trade my sword and wow for this really exclusive hat that was in Team Fortress, mm -hmm. but- that would still require, and the technology is there essentially, but that would still require Valve and um, Blizzard to agree to put their stuff in a shared market space. If they mm -hmm. if they say no, yeah, that's not going to happen. And so NFTs enable this, but markets and competitors are going to do what they're going to do. And I, I just don't see that grand vision so actually coming. We are coming talking, about. we are talking about the web three or four or seven, whatever web we're on now, we are talking about a revolution in decentralization, right? The simple fact is the publishers are not, a, a, they can't get away with central siloed things anymore. You know, I'm not saying in 2022, I'm not even saying in 2024, but uh, in the mid future, the publishers, they're not going to be able to get away with that anymore because there are too many benefits to the consumer of participating in broader exchange markets. Secondly, they are, again, and, and maybe this got mixed up in all of the other word soup, though, they are financially incentivized to participate in the broader market. So so if both Activision and Ubisoft both want a marketplace, like Steam did, right? Valve did yeah. that. It's mm -hmm. great. Okay, but it was siloed, centralized, controlled, and closed. Why would you go to an open market? Because you can write into the contracts that even after that hat, I've lost track of who's trading what where, but after that <laughs> hat trades hands, if it transacts on another marketplace, the original minter still gets a cut of it right and and i and i think that that's so a good why thing. as a business so so if i'm blizzard or if i'm ubisoft or i'm unreal or i'm anybody in any party to this why would i choose to artificially limit the potential market where my goods can be sold and resold in exchange. Because Why would I do that? Now, we can say, oh, because of the, 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 we have control. Great. If all of the things that you mint leave your market and then nobody can get them, guess what happens? It drives the price up. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no version of this where you lose money. There's no version of this where you lose control. The IP, all of that goes with the NFT. Everybody knows exactly who made it, where it came from how it traded hands, who it went from, this date, that date, what it traded for, all of that information is open. There's there's no reason, and this is my point, certainly Ubisoft and Activision and everybody could go and make their own marketplace on their own L2 solution that don't interoperate. They could choose to do that. And that's why I said, maybe I'm being pie in the sky. Maybe there's something I don't see. But from where I sit, I don't see what the incentive is not to participate in the broader open L2. Okay, so I have I have two counter arguments to that. Um, the first one is that by 
uh, participating in the broader market, you are facilitating players moving off of your platform, off of your IP, off of your game. I have a which thi- is fine. Well, no, no, it's fine to you as a consumer. The company, though, is well. I, I want you playing my games. I want you doing stuff on my systems because that's how I make money. I don't want you over there. I want you over here. Yeah, so that's they how actually- they made. That's how they made money yesteryear. But remember, every time somebody moves those assets, every time they transit, it's not like I can take a Diablo license, sell it to somebody on some other market, and then somebody's not still playing Diablo. Like if if I have a game that's a, a PlayStation five, a PlayStation six, right? Uh, if I have a game that's a PlayStation six exclusive, that game license can trade on any market anywhere. Sony still makes a cut. The game publisher still makes a cut. The 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 person that sold it makes, you know, the majority. And that person who ultimately winds up with the license is still playing that title on a PlayStation 6. Like you're not having people leave your mark. I I don't understand. Like if I trade my sword in that game for a hat in another game, well, somebody else has the sword. They're only going to buy that if they're playing your game. Like you're not actually losing customers here. Furthermore, you're not losing money because now on every secondary market transaction, you are making margin. That doesn't happen right, right. now. And maybe Valve tried that with their internal system, but again, closed and isolated and and uh, every list sounds better with a third item. So your, you, your counter argument shifts the um, the base unit that I think most of these companies work with, which is the player. And your counter argument actually doesn't think about the player. It thinks about the, um, the number of um, active units in, in circulation. And those units could be the game itself. They could also subdivide even further into um unique items inside of those inside of those worlds. And so, I mean, this is a mental shift that I think these game companies are going to have to make if we're going to how get much, there. How, I'm not sure what distinction you're drawing. I'm not sure what distinction you're drawing, but you yourself, so so you play, let's say, let's say WoW, right? And I'm sure you've bought DLC for WoW. You've put money into WoW. How much more likely are you? Like, let's try to quantify here. If if right now a new expansion comes out you're going to buy the expansion for what are they like 70 bucks? Uh, 50 like bucks, 50 80 bucks, 60 okay. bucks. Say call it 50 bucks, right? So you're going to buy the expansion for 50 bucks. And then let's say just for the sake of example, let's say you know over the course of that expansion you're probably going to drop another 50 bucks on DLC. Let's mm-hmm. just say that's the that's the case, right? How much more money uh, now that's locked that value you have put 100 US dollars into mm-hmm. your play experience of that wow expansion My thesis is that if the publishers the systems if 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 the industry is going to allow this you will be willing to spend more than 100 dollars on a play experience of the next expansion because you know you can get some of that value back out so when you play that expansion and you exhaust it, now you know you can get, let's say, what's the reuse market? Maybe it says 40%, right? You can get 40% of your value back out of that mm-hmm. and put that money into a new game. You're, that's, you're going to spend more money because you know you can get it back out if you decide you don't yeah, want to play the game. Like right now, if you spend 
if you spend 50 bucks on your expansion license and 50 bucks on DLC, that money's gone forever. You never get it back. That value is locked in that particular game. Right. Now you can move it around. You're going to put more money in. Yeah, but that's, you're, you're shifting the goalpost though, because, okay, yeah, I'll spend more money so that I can get money back out, or I could just spend this money up front and know that that's it, but it's a lesser cost. You know, I, what, I, I, wait, what's costing what's what's well, a lesser like, cost? It's not. It's OK. So you're telling me that I'm willing to you, what you're proposing is that I'm willing to spend more money on a thing. Let's take it out of games. I'm willing to spend more money on a thing because I know tomorrow I can sell it and get no, no, and no, recoup no. my I, cost I, if I want to. Well, OK. Yeah, that's yeah, what you're saying. Sorry. OK. OK. Right. But the alternative in this case is that, OK, that or. I can buy a thing at a lower price than that other than option A. It's at a lower price, but I have no ability to turn around and sell it. It's a it's a one and done experience, and mm-hmm. that, that yeah, and, and, and I'm locked proprietary in. lock. But it's yeah, a, yeah. but it is a lower but it's a lower cost that because I can't I can't resell it. And you when have the pub when have the publishers lowered their prices? Well, not talk, but you're, you're suggesting that you're going to raise them simply because you can resell. No, them I'm not suggesting pe- you're going to raise them. No, 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 not at all. No, no, no. Oh, okay. contraire. I'm not suggesting. I'm suggesting the next expansion of WoW is still fifty dollars. What okay. I'm suggesting is you're going to be more likely to spend more than fifty additional dollars in DLC now that you know that value is not locked. Regardless, let's say nothing changes. Mm-hmm. Let's say you don't you your behavior changes not at all. Blizzard still gets their one hundred dollars, right? So, what exactly are they losing? Because, because well, hmm. they're losing. Okay, here's what they're losing. So they basically, you know, the unit is players. It's seats. Okay, every time I if I sell one unit, let's go. If I sell one unit of a game, I made fifty bucks. If I sell two right. units of a game, I made a hundred bucks. In this mm-hmm. NFT-driven market, if I don't sell it directly, I don't make 50 bucks or I don't make 100 bucks. I made my initial 50 bucks at plus whatever commission I make off of the resale. Mm-hmm. I don't want, this is the game companies talking. I think there's a counter argument here. I don't want that. I don't want that piddly royalty. I don't care about that. I want you to march your ass over the here second full and license. pay. I want a second full license. Right. So why would I encourage you to buy cheap aftermarket stuff when I know today I can get you to buy the whole thing? But that- isn't isn't the open secret in the gaming industry that that paying for the title is not where the company makes the most of their money, that it is in fact the DLC? And that stuff increases exponentially on the secondary market. Depends and wouldn't on, they rather get a cut of all of that action? I, and de- if you include and if you include adding the liquidity, even if even if it's even if the publishers do decide to just keep it within their own brand, wouldn't they benefit from having that liquidity added with the rest of their titles and ecosystems? I think you're I think you're pro- well, first of all, there's some apples oranges here because different different uh, games follow different profiles. A game that you play um, extended periods like Team Fortress and Counter-Strike and um, Call of Duty Battlefield type games don't follow the same as a, you know, triple A 
one and done title. Um, there is uh, Horizon Forbidden West. I got my PlayStation 5 and I'm ready to, I can't wait to fire that baby up. This is a new game that's coming out. There might be an expansion, but it's a it's a single player experience. You buy the game, you do your thing, you're done. It's it's kind of it's it's right. atomic in that sense. Mm-hmm. So there are different models for different kinds of games, subscription models. There's all kinds of stuff. So I think what you're saying could apply to certain ones, but it requires a shift in thinking on the part of um, on the part of vendors. Now that's not going to say. I mean, they're they're not. You know they're not atomic. They're you know they're 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 going to make individual decisions. And what you're saying could absolutely prove itself out over time. And you know the first movers get an advantage, and then you know the slower, you know less less advanced ones, you know catch up later on. I just I just don't know the. I see the facilitation of the economies, the facilitation across different providers and different platforms. That's where I get hung up because I I just don't. I I still don't think that they're necessarily going to want, like, I I don't want you over there. I want you over here. And and yes, I understand that you're probably going to go over there, but I don't need to help you go over there. If you're going to go over there, no, fine. Nobody's going anywhere. You still, the play. Like, I'm, I'm selling I, the game. I, I am moving off. Of, I had a game. I'm done. I'm moving away from that game. I want to sell that game and go over here. If, I, if it's a subscription-based mm-hmm. game, you know, I'm going to sell off my, you know, flaming sword of glory to someone else who's right. going to use it to recoup that cost. This is indicative right, but as, of me. I'm not using it anymore and I'm moving over here and I'm moving away. Right. But it's, but, the, but, the, but, it, but if the only option, but if, if, if I know that I'm going to buy the game, I'm going to play it through and then I'm done with it. Right. That incentivizes me to buy a physical copy. And right. then on resale, the, the publisher gets nothing. Right. I'm more willing right. to buy it digitally market. if yeah. I know I can resell it, right? Yeah, yeah. And this- so my and so the thesis here is that yeah, you're going to make a little less on initial title sale and make it up on the back end of every single secondary you're market making transaction a very strong, forever. You're yeah, you're you're making a very the argument you're making is the long tail on this thing is infinite and you would be wise as the as the vendor to invest in the long tail as opposed to the front end spike of and it doesn't, first party right, And sale. it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to, by the way, it, the contracts can be written however you want, right? It doesn't have to be a friendly rate. You know what I mean? The public, I mean, the publisher can look at the physical resale market and get percentages and the, and uh, you know, the, these, these contracts can, uh, they can incur attrition over time, right? So the first resale uh, publisher gets 75% of it. And then less over. I mean, you can structure these. It's this, this is uh, this is a whole uh, untapped world of possibility. Um, and so, you know, it's it's not like okay, there's precedent. Apple, anything you buy through Apple, you pay with Apple, and then they make thirty percent. Okay, so there's precedent for that. I don't know what the precedent is for resale value of a used like a disc game, um, but mm-hmm. it's not like oh, you know. In, now we're going to eat. We're going to cannibalize a third of our sales because these are actually people who bought it and resold it, and then we're, we're not going to cannibalize a third of our and then make one percent on every other transaction. That's that's stupid. You're not going to make any money. You're going to lose money, right? Right. But if the number's forty percent on resale, and you think you're only going to cannibalize ten percent of your new sales, like there's, and and there are okay. a limited number of licenses. By the way, the game the publisher only produces so many games, whether they're physical and or di- and at right now, they only produce so many 
physical games. Which is why they like and digital they can distribution. Produce, but. And they can produce an infinite number of digital, right? Right. But, okay. If you're concerned about the price on the resale market, what happens if all of a sudden now those licenses are NFTs? They are literally finite. So the company may choose to mint an NFT. Anybody, anytime somebody wants to buy a new copy of the game, here's a new one. We just minted it for you. It's all yours. Or they may say there are only going to be 500,000 copies of this game minted. Right. But there are other business opportunities that present themselves because it's not like using the old thinking here is just going to put them out of business. Gotcha. I, you know I what gotcha. I mean? No, That's, no, no. This so, is, it's a good counter argument. So the games, the games are just one small example though, right? You think about, you think about running uh, like a capital market on, on a, on a, on an, on an L2 with, with NFTs and smart contracts. You think about uh, membership for things you think about. I mean, there are so many other applications here that are just mind bogglingly cool. Um, it's really exciting. I, I, and I, I do think that NFTs are going to wind up being like the silent killer app for blockchain and they're just going to start being rolled out and nobody's really going to know it happens. And normies are going to have no idea what the difference is. Mm-hmm. They're just going to see, oh, I can do some stuff I didn't used to be able to do like trade DLCs across games or whatever the, you know, whatever the application is, we're going right. deep on the game thing. Cause we we're already talking about Activision. It's one, it is one of the, it, it is, it is definitely one of the first movers in this space. There's no doubt about it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So my other can time will tell on what you're describing. The other counter argument we'll I've got is a, is less concrete. It's more emotion. So um, you recall a couple weeks ago, how YouTube removed their thumbs down count. You can no longer I do see. not. You didn't know this. Okay. This is a no. really interesting story. So YouTube, you can like thumbs up or dislike thumbs down a video. You can now only see the thumbs up count. The thumbs down count is now hidden publicly. And hidden, the, you can't get to it or hidden. You just have to like interact before you can see it. You can't see it, even if you, you can't see it. At all. You can't see it at all. Do they give the, you a? They give you a ratio like Reddit does. Nope, they don't give you anything. They give you, you nothing. They give you nothing. You can't see it. Only the original account, uh, the the original creator, content creator, can see it. The reason that they did this uh, was to comp. What they said was, and I, and I am heavily paraphrasing because I haven't read it recently. I just came up with this while we mm-hmm. were talking. Um, well, I'll, I'll link something legit in the in the show notes. Um, the re- I'm a legitimate businessman. <laughs> so I have um, the, the reason that the, the reason that they did this was because they are trying to eliminate downvote bombing, and uh, mm-hmm. they were seeing the the the, the talking points was um, you know negatively uh, downvoting things that you know, are perfectly fine, but you disagree with politically. I think this was a little bit attached to um, misinformation combating of COVID and things like that, you know. Um, really, really what it is was it was very easy for for um, you to see uh, a sentiment attached to a video, positive or negative. Now, why that sentiment existed may have nothing to do with the content, but they didn't, you know, they wanted to eliminate that as a, um, um, 
a negative input, a negative pushback on content. It's the same reason Netflix used to have, um, I think it was star ratings or a thumbs up, thumbs down. And you could actually see for each of the videos what the actual positive mm-hmm. or negative sentiment was. Yeah. yeah. And surprise, a shocker of shockers, people actually followed that. And so if you got if you got dropped into oblivion, you're, it, it didn't show. Well, as soon yeah. as Netflix started making its own content, well, we can't have that. I want people watching my stuff. And so they got rid yeah. of it. So it's the same, it's the same thought process there. So well, it's psychological, right? It's psychological. If, I, if I go it's to a video and let's say, let's say the video is neutral and my attitude is neutral. If I see it's got a ton of updates, if I see it's got a ton of downvotes, mm-hmm. I'm more likely to downvote it. Right. But see, I, I don't believe, I, I think that this is bunk. I think this is people who, um, uh, it's possible for you to, they talk about review bombs and things like that. I don't think there are enough people out there to make a make that kind of a dramatic impact. Or if there are, forever as many are that don't like did you, it. Did you just challenge trolls on the internet? I challenge the notion. Dear that, dear listeners, I am not affiliated with this unwise fool trolls that are you hear before me. Hold on, hold on. Stick with me. Stick with me here, okay? Trolls are real, okay? I'm but, sticking with you, but I will throw you right <laughs> under the bus. <laughs> trolls are real. But I think that we out, um, we outsize their impact. You know, you look at those reviews; it, it, things tend to sort of normalize out over the over the lifespan here. So you know, yeah, this is negative, but it's actually a bad movie. You know, it. it, it, it I I don't place as much weight on this un on this biased tilting that happens with the downvoting. Like the downvotes. Well, this is all, I don't know. You're getting into weird waters here and I, I'm not, you're making some claims I don't think you can back up. The one thing that I know that we will agree on is YouTube either strongly suspects or outright knows, and I would I would wager it's the latter. Given their data, yeah. That removing the downvote view will increase their ad sales. Right. That's why they did it. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, you can have your content guideline and you can have your moral compass that no longer says don't be evil. And Mm -hmm. you can make up stories about trolls and flame wars and and human psychology, blah, 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 blah. At the end of the day, they've done this because it will increase profit. And there's no other reason that's salient. Period. Okay. So we can go. (laughs) That's fine. That's fine. We'll we'll go there. All right. That that actually that, that helps my point here. So why am I even talking about this? Well, let's go back to NFTs, all right? Mm-hmm. I have a thing. I have my game. I have stuff in the game, okay? It is now available in a market. Further to your scenario, it's available on broader markets. There's a whole secondary market that we can see and we can track. Well, mm-hmm. that's great for sales. This is also information that's publicly available. It's on these blockchains. It's publicly accessible information. You can see the trend over time. That presents for data analysis a treasure trove of information that you can use to deduce some dimensionality around the overall health and interest and positive reception or negative reception of a game, platform, device, whatever, okay? So just like Netflix, just like YouTube, I want all my po- I want all of my stuff to be positive and I'm going to do what I can to minimize my negative. So 
in is a it, sense. For the gamers, for the gamers that are playing these systems, is it any kind of secret which items are sought after and which ones are poop? No, no, that's not my point. That's not my point. I'm, okay. I, uh, more, more broadly. Maybe I'm missing you then. You're, you're, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. So let me, let me, let me take a, take a step up on the altitude a little bit. I'm not looking at one item. I'm looking at all the items. I'm looking at not just one copy of the game. I'm looking at all the copies of the game. How many are out there? How many are selling? What's the, you know, what's the turnover rate and things like that. You can, mm-hmm. with the information that would be available via the blockchain and the NFTs, you'll be able to see trends. The game sales are going up. The prices are remaining, the secondary market prices are remaining steady. Sales are going down. The prices are dropping. And you can very easily see from that if there's really like what the interest level is. Well, like all, like all technology advance, well, I don't say all, like many technology advancements though, it's not really making something possible that wasn't, it's just making it a little easier. Well, it's making it easier. It's also making it highly visible. Most, most companies, uh, Activision Blizzard included, the only time that, um, so I, I, because I'm into the game and because I like following this kind of stuff, I, I follow some of the, some, some of the game, um, some of the enthusiast sites around World of Warcraft. And mm-hmm. one of the things that they're always trying to do, but can only do from various secondary elements is determine the health and interest and popularity of the game. And mm-hmm. that. Blizzard doesn't publish numbers. They did way back in the day when they were touting 11, 12, 13 million, you know, players. Yeah, they were more than happy to tell you. They put it right on the box. Oh, they put it right on the box, (laughs) right. Well, they've stopped doing that. Do you think that's because the number kept going up? No, that's because the number went down. No, it's because they they saturated the market. And and even if it didn't go down, it started to slow. Right, exactly. So you're not, right. And so you're not going to want that negative press. And so what they do, what a lot of these sites do is they'll do, there are add-ons that you, like, there are whole, there are teams that collectively audit populations on servers. Uh, they look at the the internal economies that are going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but that one of the other yeah. things they but look at is But if I want right now, call. without even, without even, without even paying attention, A, you've got the earnings calls where I learn everything I, I well, want Well, anyway. they tell you B, what they're going to tell you. That's my point. Yeah. Okay. So they lie is your implication. Right. And, and so the NFTs prevent, prohibit that it puts all this. My point is it puts all this information out there and there's not a damn thing they can do about it. And I, think my point is that my point is that like 97% of the information is already out there. We're fine. Yeah. I guarantee you without even buying a copy of wow, I can figure out in about five minutes. I don't know anything about wow. It's been a decade since I've played wow. It was cool. And I don't play it anymore. I don't know anything about the the plugins or, okay. or whatever they're called or the sites or I don't know where to find the information, but I guarantee you in five minutes on Google, I can find the sites that track this information and I can figure out based on US dollar equivalent price what the hottest items are and how much they're trading for. You can. No, you can absolutely figure out the hottest so, items, but that's not I'm I'm so looking beyond that. Right. You're you're still not seeing my point here. I, I this is an overall very public health barometer okay by participating in these nfts you are now putting a whole lot of how your company is operating financially the financial health of your company if um not your company necessarily but your products which is a right because you can track you can track aggregate spend exactly both both new sales and secondary to the minute yeah exactly and you know what while all of the incumbents and their lawyers and their, you know, financial planning and analysis teams 
sweat over how to adopt their business practices, other companies are going to come along that are okay with that and do it and do it well and put and them out of business. I'm is, not saying that the current big players will adopt I know. this and it'll be awesome. I am saying the state of the industry will move in this direction with or without them. I get, I get what you're saying. I'm pointing yeah. this out as a major hurdle to adoption that will obviously impede natural, I mean, like, you know, large objects, you know, inertia, you know, tend to you know, have a tendency to keep going in the same direction. You know, right. this is going to, the first mover advantage here is probably going to go to smaller companies for sure. Um, but I think one of the, one of the things that I think is going to naturally push back on this adoption and could ultimately be a detriment is the actual level of um, information that is put out there via these platforms. By putting it on NFTs, you can see all of this soup to nuts. And I the can only see people thing, hesitating the, because of that. The only thing you're going to find out that you couldn't learn directly before is new unit sales. That's the only thing that is that would now be learnable that wasn't before. Uh, yeah, but you've also, I mean, the the, the fact that you can see the snapshots what else? and trends, the, the resolution. What else? Sheer- no. What else is learnable that wasn't before other than new license sales. You so can see, a new copy of WoW to a new player, the 50 bucks up front. It's the sheer that clarity. That is now. It's the sheer clarity. You can see not just new units. You can see exactly nah, I don't buy how it. many sales. I don't buy You it. can see yeah, exactly yeah, I, I how many on it. the secondary. Okay. I can see exactly how many first were sale, sold. And I can see at the same time exactly how many are available in secondary markets. If I subtract one from the other, I have a, I have a very accurate estimate of how many active users are in the game. Okay? That's my point. It's it's a it's an extreme level of clarity. I love it as a as a consumer. I freaking love it. I want that clarity. Yeah, but as a let's say look look as a as a as an Activision, well, now Microsoft investor, mm. right? If I say, look, they're going to give me their they're going to give me their new sales you sales numbers and they're going to say Oh, it was order of magnitude, you know, 80,000 or something. And I know that there's a range around that. Well, if now all of a sudden I know it was 78,412, I don't give a rip. Well, they, like, why, why do I care? But the thing is, as it's it's not you. Why do you as a as an investor, as an investor care? Yeah. I want to know exactly. I mean, I want as much clarity as possible. <laughs> no, but if As the an, company says, if the company says within a five, within a, within a five point margin, we sold 80,000 copies this quarter. Right. And in one, in parallel universes and in, in, in universe B, I can look at the blockchain and I can see that the number is 79,412, whatever number I made up. Mm-hmm. I, both Chris's are not making, neither is making a different investment choice. But it's the, no, neither it Chris be. cares. Well, well I, I, that's just it. I think you do. A lot of times these earning calls, they're designed because, again, we're dealing with human beings here. They're trying to downplay the negative and upplay the positive. And so how right. they position it, how they actually present their numbers, it becomes very much like a politician in selecting the right kind of statistics to you know state what, no, what you it, want it to state. I get what you're trying to say, but they're going to be driven out of business over time because what your argument uh, basically boils down to but no, what your argument boils down to is information wants to be free. I'm literally dealing in information as my core business, right. and I reject the notion that I can keep a lot of it private and lie about it. Well, I don't uh, buy this. I don't. Uh, this is well, this is the, not a salient point to me. Uh, yeah, but see, that's uh, to me. I I, I don't mean, agree. 
Yeah, I, and that's and that's fine. I think this is actually the first legitimate bell that we have rung that we didn't end up totally yeah. agreeing. Yeah, no, by this, the is, end of it. this is this is this is a hard disagree. I th- they're going to go out of business. You you're 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 literally selling digital products, and you're worried that analytics can be done. That's the freaking game, worried. man. That's, no, 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 I'm that's not it. worried about analytics being done. I'm worried about the visibility of those analytics to the general public. And to be clear, okay, that's what I'm, I'm saying. That's what I'm, I'm saying. Oh, okay. That's, yeah. You see, there is there is incentive. The company, I mean, the, I mean, this is the crux of all of the you know evil or uh, the evil behaviors of big insert industry vertical here. You know, big meat, big pharma. Yeah, big, yeah, yeah. Big you know, game. We're big talking game, big game here. Big podcast. You know, obviously right. we're at the, the pinnacle of that. Which, That's clearly exactly. us, a hundred percent. So. There is a, this is the, this is the nut that drives all of that kind of verbiage. A company has a vested interest in, in making sure that they are presenting a, a positive forward advancing growing message. I I see where you're going. And so the salient thing here is, and it really doesn't matter what the number is, right? As if I'm looking as an investor, right? I don't care what the number is. I care what the direction is. Right. You care about the overall health. Because I invest in small I companies, care about, I invest in big companies. I care, exactly. What I care about is the first and second derivative. That is all I care about. And for those of you that slept through calculus, A, shame on you, calc is easier than any other math. And B, what I'm talking <laughs> about is both the direction. So if the stock price goes, if the unit sales are going up, I care that it's going up or down. And are they going up or down faster or slower? That's the rate of change. Mm-hmm. I care about that first and second derivative. Those are the two numbers I care about. I don't care what the actual number is as an investor. So right. what you're, right. what we're really getting down to here is that the cycle time is shortening. It used to be that I only knew whether the number was going up or down once a quarter. And now I know every minute. And that could increase volatility. Right. When I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to give voice no, to your I, concerns I here. Right. The, the, net, the net effect of that is that that amplifies the cycles of fear and greed. It'll increase volatility. But like, guess what? Not just gaming, not just technology, but all industry, as long as time has existed, have been on that trend. So again, and and you may like, we're talking about things. You have to be to your point. We're talking about human beings. Human beings have a lifespan. I don't know if you knew this or not, but everybody dies at some point and everybody's career ends. Everybody stops working at a company. And what I care about if I'm a director or I'm an owner of a gaming company, I have a time horizon, right? So like right now, I'm X years old. I'm going to retire at Y. Y minus X is my time horizon. I want to make sure this company is good and healthy between X and Y, right? Right. So you're going to so, bullshit your and way so through if that I can, horizon and then tell exactly, the truth afterwards. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So if so if I can do smoke and mirrors until Y and then retire early, well, what's about like I'm only That's looking exactly out for number right. one, right? This is this is so exactly I understand right. completely like your point your point is very valid. I'm not saying you're wrong, because again, I, I feel like this is I feel like I need to get a recording of myself saying two things can be true at once. Oh, I there think are this absolutely is true. companies that are gonna resist, and that's absolutely one of the reasons they're gonna exist. And other companies will come along that have no problem embracing the greater pace of change, and they will succeed in these ways. My point, okay, my point is that I am in a wait and see mode to see if this extreme level 
of visibility because it is, it is, this is extreme. You are giving out information that is normally top level boardroom only kind of information. This is the kind of information you don't necessarily will share with all of your employees, let alone yeah. customers in the general yeah. public. That is a need like to I know basis, seen, right? This is very, very, a lot of this is very, very sensitive need to know stuff. Yeah. And we, and this whole concept is pushing it out there for the and world. And for anybody, and by the way, for anybody that thinks, oh, well, that's too much work. Nobody's got, uh, there will be yeah. analysis oh, till kingdom yeah. come oh, on. There'll be you a will whole, be able to find metrics and correlations that'll make your head spin. There'll be a whole secondary industry on analyzing the NFT markets. Guaranteed. Oh, yeah. Guaranteed. Well, blockchain, there already is. There already blockchain are. analysis is already an industry. Is already yeah. an industry. And this is just a subdivision of that. Right. So mm -hmm. that is absolutely going to happen. So you're right. Change over time happens and the window gets yeah. smaller and the, the unit gets more um, mm -hmm. accurately more exact, defined. More precise. More exact, yeah. more precise. Yeah. That is the natural order of things. This is a massive step that isn't just a, this is not just a gradation. This is a complete inversion of how the system would work because up and like I said. That's okay. So let me stop. I, I don't, I don't, I don't really, I hate to do this, but let me stop you there. That is what blockchain represents. Right. I, and I Full know. That's where you're stop going. I see Because it. this I see is a decentralized internet. And just to say that, oh, I can have NFTs. Like that misses the point. Oh, Bitcoin's price went down to 30,000. That misses the point. We are talking about decentralized technology. Mm -hmm. On uh, This has not been done before. This has literally never <laughs> like, been done before. And so- I think it that, breaks all kinds of stuff. Silicon right. Valley, by the way, they should be all lathered up about this because what's their oh, move fast and break things? Well, you asked for it, pals. Like this is <laughs> this is going to hurt you as much as anybody because you it really is going to fundamentally break things. You're right, and it's not all going to be pretty. It's not all going to be good. If if what you're saying, and my point is, if what you're saying is correct, and that is the way that things go, it's not just an incremental change. It's a total revolutionary it's a revolutionary yeah. kind of shift now it could yeah, happen we have heard we have heard revolution mm. before um i talked about the segue and how that was uh in the article i actually talked in the nft article yeah yeah segue, it was the was and now be, they're out of business segue was a revolution yeah. and then it turned into a giant nothing burger the same thing could happen i here. think that was around the time the guy killed himself on it right yeah it's <laughs> yeah the fact that he drove and malfunctioned and drove him off a cliff that that actually did yeah. happen and I'm sure. It and I, I don't mean to poke help. fun like that's no, 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 no. like that but is like horrifying and the, tragic, but it's also ironic. But it, yeah, the, 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 the ironic yeah. poeticism there is, is it can it cannot be ignored. Anyway, it's we have heard 9, revolution before it could happen. My point is if it doesn't happen, I think part of the reason it doesn't happen is an extreme resistance factors. to these yeah. human factors at play. I would agree. That's, I would that's agree. what I'm saying. That's as at, like, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, and it and it doesn't have to be all or nothing, right? Yeah, so, it's, it's so, not an all or nothing. So the licenses for the game don't have to be NFTs, but the DLC can be. Could do right? that since that already is analyzed. Or right? items so there's, in the markets. There, there's there's lots of new. Oh, we don't know all sorts of gray area. Yeah, we yeah, don't know where sure. it's going to go. We don't know where it's going to go. Yeah. but it is just it, it's so it's we we got there at the end. It, it just flips everything on its head in such an extreme way. And yeah. I, I think you're right. I think most people don't actually see that yet. No. Yeah.
now. Now, if you do know where this is going and you do see it cropping up in places and you think we're wrong, please uh, feedback at refactor.work is where you can hit us up. Send us uh, send us an email. We'll read it. Send us a voice recording. We'll play it. Um, refactor.work is the, the home site. Uh, we've got archives, show notes, recommendations, all sorts of fun stuff over there. Uh, you can find Frank's article at hotcoals.com, H-O-T-K-O-E-H-L-S.com. Uh, my own blog at tonkinson.com. And uh, I do believe this has been episode 56, recorded February 1st, 2022. Thanks, Frank. Thanks, Chris. See you later, buddy.